Bro. Hi, this is Justin Roberts, and you are listening to Three Count Thursday. Hope you enjoy. A little bit of the bubbly. I did it for the rock. Give me what I want. Everyone has a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> it's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. Three ain't enough, now I need five. Welcome in Jim, Ryan, Matt, Tim, and intern Mark. They think they got the answers, I change the questions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Three Count Thursday. We are live on Thursday night, May the 7th, 2020, and we are glad to be with you once again this week. We have tons to talk about, including climbing the ladder, safety first, and is Mean Mark really done? But first, our uh, our show is uh, here on our Facebook page each and every week. We are proud to be part of NGSC Sports Radio. We also stream on LeebSports.com. Ryan, that would be L-E-E-I-B-Sports.com. That is correct. You can go to our website, 3 countthursdaycom That is the number three, never the word three, uh, for everything 3Count related. You can also uh, check out our Patreon page, our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. Anybody? Anybody? No? No? What a maneuver. Uh, and also... You can, uh, like I said, follow us on all of our social media accounts, our YouTube page, uh, and much more. So again, threecountthursday.com is the uh, is the place. Check everything out. Uh, Ryan, Matt, just the, uh, I think just the trio of us here tonight. Uh, intern Mark had to uh, had to take the dog for a walk, and that is not as dirty as it sounded. Uh, and and Tim uh, Tim will be back with us uh, hopefully next week, but. Um, how are we, how are we doing, Rye? I don't know anymore. Okay, good. I think that's about where we're all at. Uh, Matt, how are you? No complaints so far this week. Uh, it's Thursday. Days of the week aren't running together as much as they used to. Uh, now I have a routine, but things change. Well, that's good. It's always good to have a routine. Um, for me, the days do run together, but... Uh, it is what it is. Um, but I, I always know when it's Thursday, um, because I always have to make sure I have like notes printed out and, and whatnot. So, um, we are glad to be with you as always. If you're following along with us, uh, in the live video, please give it a like, please give it a share. We'd appreciate that. Um, uh, that'll help get uh, as many people in here as possible. We can spend, uh, spend some time together this, uh, this Thursday night. So, um, I wanted to uh, start off. This isn't necessarily. This isn't really like a discussion thing. This isn't a. Um, this is just kind of one of those like good news things. And and if there's ever any good news things, we we want to like point those out because I feel like those things are like drastically missing uh, anymore in uh, in our world. But uh, 
John Cena, we know, has has completed um, and been a part of more than 600 wishes from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, even in the midst of the current situation with the global pandemic and all of that. Uh, John Cena continued his uh, outreach with the organization by granting the wish of seven-year-old David Castle. He surprised Castle and his family at their home in Odessa, Florida over the weekend, uh, wearing his iconic wrestling attire, his T-shirt, his jorts, his wristbands, and his hat, along with a mask and gloves. Cena brought a package of WWE gifts, including uh, replica championship belts and a variety of other items. Um, I believe we shared this. Uh, I believe we shared this post um, up to our uh, up to our Facebook page uh, the other day. Um, but uh, you know, it, it was obviously a great moment. Um, Seven-year-old David Castle is battling a Wilms tumor, a cancer that affects the kidneys. Uh, he embraced Cena with a hug upon his arrival. The visit was coordinated by officials uh, with Pasco County Fire and Rescue. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, like I said, there's there's a lot of bad news uh, out there uh, right now, and and um, I know when when I saw this, it it it, it was it just absolutely kind of. Uh, you know, gave me a little pick me up and, um, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, we, we can always disagree on, um, you know, in the ring stuff, storyline stuff, character stuff, gimmick stuff. Um, but there's no, there's no questioning, um, the character and the person that John Cena is. And, and, you know, obviously with, with everything going on in the world to, to continue to, um, you know, to continue to do these make a wish things is, uh, is just awesome. And it, and it, you know, reminds us that, uh, you know, there, the, you know, Cena is like the forever, like superhero of the, uh, of the WWE. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I found my, my Cena door cover today. It's, it's wild that I decided to finally throw that up. So Cena, this, Apple do is for you. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let me hit one of the. Uh... Hello. It's John Cena. For good old. Uh, for good old John, but yeah, it's 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 just an awesome story. Um, Matt, welcome back. Yeah. Now, Jim, you were when you were talking about that, you had said that that was during a a the global pandemic is that what you said yes the pandemic <laughs> yes perfect that is that is <laughs> oh that is That's uh, what talking about that absolutely the pandemic 100 okay, for the rest of the show yeah okay until at least till your head sweats i guarantee it's gonna make your head sweat starting yeah already now starting how alex jones wears these i'll never fucking know <laughs> i think actually i think he's a cyborg i don't even think that there's no actual proof that he's actually a human being, so I think he's just I heard cyborg thought cyclone, and I'm like, I think he has two eyes. I don't know. <laughs> you mean cyclops would be the would cyclops, be the son of a bitch. cyclone. Totally a, a cyclone's like a tor- or like a hurricane, but not in it's, the, it's uh, the hat. It's, what, it's the fucking hat already. It's okay. Yeah, take it off. Take it off. Um, but uh, yeah, just um, just a really feel good story there. Um, with uh, John Cena and the and the Make a Wish uh, over the weekend, um, the, what I've been trying to do, and and maybe this is just me because like I don't know, because I I usually don't know what day it is, and I don't know, uh, you know, what uh, even what time it is or anything like that. So I I never know who's watching what 
when or anything like that. So like I'm trying not to like incorporate too much of the like current product because I'm like I figure people are just absorbing it as 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 they can. Um, Here's what they should have watched. They should have watched our watch along, which we posted up on our YouTube page, youtube.com search for three count Thursday. I'm not sure what the actual link is. Uh, yeah. If you go to, um, if you go to our website, it's, it's, it's on there on the, on the about us section, but if you just go to tinyurlcom slash three CT YouTube, uh, it'll take you right to the page as well. Tinydancer.com slash YouTube. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I almost want to like buy. I want almost want to like buy that domain just, just so we have it. Tiny Dancer. Tiny Dancer. No, just tinydancer.com slash three ct YouTube. Just all written out. So it'd be it would actually be tiny, tinydancer.com slash three ct YouTube.com is what it would actually be. That's fun. I accept. That. I'm sure that I'm sure that wouldn't get confusing for anybody. By the way, um, but yeah, Charlie highlights a few things because I actually watched, I actually watched more wrestling this week, um, than I've watched in in, in recent weeks because I, I I caught all overall and I actually and I caught um, I actually caught both Wednesday shows. I watched NXT almost live and I watched uh, AEW today. Both were uh, were the really good shows, um, but uh, the Karrion Cross and Scarlet debut on NXT is something that you should probably check out. If you have not done so already, seconded absolutely. That segment alone was hotter than Adele's new pictures. Yeah, dude, I don't know how to feel about new Adele. Like, I love it. Beautiful, not gonna. But I thought she was beautiful before. So, sure. like, she just doesn't. She doesn't look like Adele. Like, I had. I, I. I was shocked to find out that that was actually Adele. But, uh, Matt, what are we drinking tonight? Tonight, uh, we have the Lolly Hop from Trogues uh, up there in Hershey. That nice. PC upon. In the Trogues mug, mind you. Um, Aha! Very appropriate. I'm just drinking straight Coors Light. I'm just drinking straight Coors Light like I have in the last couple weeks. You go to the brewery tour at Trogues, you get a free pint glass uh, and a few free beverages as well so it's well worth like the 10 bucks that they huh. charge you to take that tour good food there is well. not make this a three count like outing we could probably do that once it's like we're allowed to do that sort of a thing i think that's that'd be more than appropriate would be more and intern mark could be our dd there yeah. we go that's how that's how he can earn his uh earn his keep for the year nope if intern Mark gets that close, his ass is going to Hershey Park. He ain't hanging with us. <laughs> That's true. You're you're entirely right, especially with all the uh, the delays in uh, in 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 the park opening. Because you know, I know he is uh, he is clamoring uh, for the uh, the opening of Hershey Park, which for for him, and obviously for local economies and you know all of those things. Um, but for intern Mark especially, uh, I hope that inter- or uh, that Hershey Park uh, does uh, does open soon. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, so obviously what we want to do, because this Sunday night is the, uh, is the money in the bank pay-per-view, uh, um, on the, uh, on the old award-winning WWE network. Uh, I want to run down the card and, uh, and predict, uh, this week's show, of course. Um, now the, 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 the two ladder matches we know are going to be at corporate headquarters in, uh, in Stanford. 
Um, to the best of my knowledge, those matches have already been uh, filmed, which could be really interesting because I don't know if anybody's paid attention to the weather uh, and like forecasts for this weekend, but it's supposed to be like like winter cold around here. Um, like snow cold. Yeah, like potential snow cold. And I'm, I want to pull up Stanford because I know there's like potential for a um, snowstorm somewhere in the northeast this weekend. And as if 2020 wasn't already fucked enough, we're going to have like middle of May snow. Um, now, Sunday in Stanford is supposed to be uh, sunny with a high of 59 uh, Sunday night uh cloudy partly cloudy low of 43 so there's no not supposed to be any snow in stanford on sunday because my thought is is this could be one of those interesting things where like they pretend that it's live but like if there's nothing uh you know if there's no uh if it's not snowing on the on the show but if it's actually snowing in real life it could present one of those like interesting um scenarios but it doesn't look like the weather's supposed to be bad uh in in, uh in ninth grade, I was supposed to do a, a Huck Finn um, video report, and uh, it was due the day before it was due. We filmed it, and it, that was the only day it snowed. So clearly, <laughs> like our teacher knew, like, oh, these guys did not give a shit until they <laughs> to get this done. So hopefully, they do that with WWE. I didn't. I'd enjoy that that little like subtle nod if they were like, oh yeah, it's filmed live in like bright sunny weather. As it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. something down a foot of snow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, I, I, I've read I read some reports that um, potentially some of the matches uh, for Sunday's show are going to be live. Um, I would assume that that is going to be from the performance center. Like nothing's been officially clarified, just because. I mean, what's the point at this point? Like we, like we don't know when things are going to be. We don't know if they're going to be live. We don't know if they're going to be taped. I, it, in my mind, it doesn't really totally matter because the thing I've said from the beginning with all of this is, if it's a closed set, then live and taped are basically irrelevant because it's pretty much the same thing. We're seeing it live. I mean, like it's basically the same thing as a regular TV show. It's filmed. Nobody knows what happens until the show airs. So, um, but but I have seen that some of the matches uh, are are possibly expected to be live. I know AEW was live last night. Next week's show will not be live. Um, so I don't know if WWE is kind of taking a similar approach to that, where sometimes things are going to be live and others will not. But it it is this Sunday, seven o'clock WWE Network. Um, there are four matches and then two corporate ladder uh matches that uh as we know and discussed last week um are happening at the same time so um let's start bottom of the top here and we'll get to the money in the bank matches uh last but we have a fatal four-way tag team match uh for the smackdown tag team titles you have the the new day uh defending against the miz and morrison the forgotten sons uh and the lucha house party um I feel like this is this is just easily it's either going to be the new day retaining or the Miz and Morrison getting their titles back. We can kind of play this back and forth thing for a little bit, and and because I, I I don't think that Lucha House Party really stands much of a chance. No offense, Lucha House Party, um, and, but I and I think it's a little it'd be a little premature for the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> 
I think this is going to be a very premature show. What the hell? What do they have to lose? <laughs> um, let's stick it on the Forgotten Sons and see what happens. All right. All right. Uh, Matt, how about you? Um, Just for the mere shock factor, I, I think they could put it on Lucha House Party just because it's kind of it's kind of fun, kind of quirky. Uh, you know, Vince loves his quirks. Um, that he so, does. <laughs> who's to say? Why not? Uh yeah, uh let's see here in the uh in the comments. Uh Devin says the new day. So, um again, I wouldn't be shocked if uh if the new day just retains cuz I you know, that that that's I feel like somewhat par for the course for the WWE is uh just keep it back uh back on the new day. Um singles match for the WWE Championship. We got Drew McIntyre defending uh against Seth Rollins. Um this is one that that to me should be very easy in uh in saying that Drew McIntyre is going to retain. Uh however, there is part of me that is that has this strange fear that they're just going to go to Rollins because like you know, if you think of it from the standpoint of you know, the, the these these empty arena shows and you know, raw taped, is it raw live, is it um, you know, how exactly everything plays out. Part of me thinks that somewhere in their mind they go, well, if you have a if you have a heel that nobody likes, um there could be potentially more people interested in watching the chase versus, you know, you know, as we've talked about numerous times. So there's part of me that's scared they're going to go Seth Rollins uh and and move the title off of Drew, but I have Drew McIntyre retaining to, that that is the correct choice, whether or not they do it. You said so many words. I did. To say Drew McIntyre. I did. Yes. I mean, that's what we do here. Or at least that's what I do. You do. The host. What a maneuver. That's, so that's why I'm the host. Um, for me, it, it doesn't make sense to take the belt off of Drew McIntyre so quickly. Um, my bigger question is, Jim, will you be wearing your Monday Night Messiah shirt? Now I haven't uh, I haven't totally decided uh, what I'm wearing this Sunday yet, um, but there is a distinct possibility because looking over the card, I, I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have a lot of merch for the people on this card. I don't know. I may wear my King Corbin shirt, but there's a certain possibility that uh, that I do wear the uh, Monday Night Messiah shirt. Two comments here. You're definitely going to be wearing your Tamina thong. <laughs> well, I have one of those for every and day, Ryan. Will you be wearing pants because we all can't get together to watch this as as a unit? <laughs> I like how you use the word unit in that as well. Um, Ryan, I, I mean, I I don't know the last time that I wore pants. My neighbors don't like it, but here we are. <laughs> taking, taking the old dog out for a walk. In more ways than one. Um, <laughs> Devin and uh, Charlie both have Drew. Yeah, it should be Drew. Let's, let's just be clear on that. Uh, a singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defending against Ooh. Tamina. And <laughs> Ryan, just for you, just for you, I have Tamina winning the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, so the same thing I said about the Forgotten Sons. You're like, ah, fuck it. Let's see what we got. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Why not? Like, here's the thing. If 
Not that I think Tamina should win a title ever. If you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, why not do it now? (laughs) You put it on her. It can go in the history books. Next Friday night on SmackDown, have her lose it, and then we all move on with our lives. Yeah, you just you still shouldn't do it. That's the worst. That's it's gross, Bailey. All right, uh, Matt. Um, part of me wants to say Tamina just so we see a cash in same night, like right on the spot, and it's just like the quickest title reign. Wow. Just to like say like she had the belt, okay. however many seconds it just it wouldn't make sense to even do that though. So, um, just like it would just be a real slap in the face to Tamina. Uh, and I, I know Vince is kind of an asshole, but I don't think come in my face. Not much of a dick. So uh, <laughs> we'll just say Bailey retains, but I do think there will be a cash in that night. Okay, see that presents an interesting question, and we'll get to obviously who the um, who the the briefcase winners are, and because Charlie b- points that out with the with the men's match, he said depending where it's placed on the card, he says Drew. If it's uh, after Money in the Bank, he wouldn't be surprised if they switch it. So to, you know, potentially a maybe a cash in. But I'm curious how that would work if if the if Wait, flying from Stanford, right? See that that's that's the question, like. Unless they unless they do everything from Stanford, even if some matches are live, um, but you know what I mean like that that's or, or I guess theoretically they could have filmed a cash in already. Um, I mean, do, do we know like the layout of the corporate building? Like it, it is certainly possible that there is a ring in the building. I mean, there's a, we know there's a the, the the ring for the 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 corporate ladder matches is, um on the roof of the building. So, I mean, I would, assu- I, I would assume that somewhere in corporate headquarters, there's a ring set up at all times. Like I know they have the, the, the gym there that, you know, we've, we've seen numerous shots of the neon lights, uh, you know, and all the mirrors and all that. Um, or is that Vince's bedroom? Not sure. Um, but the, uh, we, you know, so I assume that there's always a ring there, but I, I'd be curious you would think that the money in the bank matches. Wait, you think there's neon lights in Vince's bedroom? Would it shock I, you if there was? Kind of. I would. I would assume more like chains and like black lights. So you, you think black lights? <laughs> <laughs> so you think like his his room is like an even more twisted like Fifty Shades of Grey situation? Like I think part of the Firefly Funhouse match was filmed in Vince's bedroom. I mean that's. <laughs> I, you know, we, how do we know that the whole thing wasn't filmed there? So is it so is it more lights or more like velvety, like you would see with I don't know, maybe like Hugh Hefner's bedroom. Uh, I don't think Vince is that classy, to be hundred percent honest. We're talking about a guy that puts ketchup on like a five hundred dollars steak. <laughs> like we at least okay. you know, at least that's the re- at least that's the report. That's good shit, pal. That's good shit, pal. And, like, it's probably not even Heinz ketchup. Like, it's probably Hunt's ketchup or something. Oh, Del Monte. Where he gets, to make himself feel better about this situation, he he goes to McDonald's and gets a shitload of fancy ketchup packets. So he he puts fancy ketchup on the the $500 steak. Um, Here's all I know. 
I want to see somebody get thrown through a window at WWE headquarters and Vince McMahon just being outside saying, get it? Much like the old attitude commercial. Yeah, That's I, all I want to have happen. If you throw I, in that, it's going to be an A-plus pay-per-view for Right. Me. Like, I want that. I want that. And I and like you said, I think a couple of weeks ago, I want what's-her-face in the lobby. World Wrestling Federation, please hold. One World I'm Wrestling Federation, one moment. Uh, those are the those are the two things I, I have no expectations, but those are two things that I that I want uh, for this uh, for this corporate uh, situation. World Wrestling Federation, one moment. That almost makes World me want to go watch. Uh, that was that was beyond, beyond the, the mat, mat, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, on, it's on Netflix. You can find it on Netflix. Oh, nice! I don't even have to load it in the DVD player. Perfect. Right? You just gotta go boop boop boop, <laughs> and you're there. Um. Charlie says from Connecticut to Florida, it's maybe like a what a couple hour flight. Uh, so theoretically, you could air the Money in the Bank matches first. I think that's going to be the tell, and and that's a great point. If the Money in the Bank matches are first, then I think we're getting a cash in. Because and, and I think you could show like the you know the the, the corporate plane landing in Florida and do like a whole because I figure the, all the pre tape stuff is going to be cinematic and, and played up and whatever anyway. So, so I think what right. what's that, Matt? You wouldn't do this back to back, though, correct? Well, the 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 latter matches are together. Both men's and women's matches are simultaneous. Okay. Um, you know, fuck it. Yeah, I think they announced they didn't they announced that last week on SmackDown. Um, oh. that the that the 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 men's and women's Money in the Bank ladder matches are simultaneous. So, um, what that's going to look like, I have no clue. Like, and again, being, if this were like a live situation to me, that sounds like a terrible idea, but doing it cinematically pre-shoot and all of that, I I think that it it presents an interesting opportunity and I think it could be something that's pretty cool. Um, so if you get those out of the way at the beginning, you know, you could, you could show the, 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 the plane, le- you know, leaving corporate headquarters, getting in a limo, getting in a car, getting to the airport, flying and uh, and, and getting down to Florida in time for a cash in. Uh, welcome to the show, Cousin Brian. Again, if you're following along in the live video, Ryan's in there with us. Not you, Ryan. Another Ryan. Um, please give the uh, the video a share. Uh, get as many people in here discussing wrestling with us here tonight. Um, live, pal. We're, we are live, pal. We don't we know that not a lot of things are live right now. But uh, but we are. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I'm intrigued by the possibility of a uh, of a cash in during the show. But it, it's it's going to be interesting to see if and how they could uh, they could pull that off. Um, and this is a match. I I hate that this match is happening. Uh, singles match for the Universal Championship: Braun Strowman defending against Bray Wyatt. Um, now it is. Bray Wyatt, I believe it is not the fiend. Um, but first off, like, I hate that this match is happening because when, you know, when the fiend lost to Oldberg, our hearts were broken. Um, and then the build up to John Cena and the Firefly Funhouse match and like redemption was braised. Like we're fine. We feel better. Um, just, just, he doesn't need to be a, uh, he doesn't need to be in a title match in a title situation. And one month later, here we are. Um, 
So um, I think Braun's going to win. I think Braun might win by DQ. I think it's going to be a DQ either way, but I could see maybe like Bray and the Fiend both. I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out or, or, or Bray just snaps on Braun. Um, cause, and we see this continued spiral that is Bray Wyatt. Um, but I, I don't think it's going to be a clean finish and I don't think it should be the only negative, um, in that would be, then you would leave the door open for this feud continuing, which I don't think it should because again, keep Bray Wyatt away from a championship. Um, but I have Braun winning and, and I have it not clean. I've hit by like a DQ. I have Braun Strowman just running through Bray Wyatt. Mm. I mean, kick, kick, punch, punch, power slam, done. Much like we saw with Finn's uh, defeat. It's not a bad thing. Bad thing. Because we're talking about Bray Wyatt. Well, that's. Not that's, that's the big difference. We can go back, have a huge pity party for Bray Wyatt at the Firefly Funhouse, and the Fiend get all sorts of pissed off, reinvent the Fiend, uh, red hot, coming into, I don't know, SummerSlam, something like that, regain a championship then if he wants to regain a championship, building off of the failure that Bray Wyatt is himself. Okay, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, uh, Matt? Um, I. Part of me thinks we're going to see that build to SummerSlam. I just don't think it it entails Braun just absolutely, for lack of a better term, burying Bray Wyatt. Um, I, I see it more as the DQ finish for Braun, um, and that just leads us to this feud encapsulating at SummerSlam. Um, but it's just – it's tough because – Bray slash The Fiend is such a good character. It's a lot of fun. And we all always say he doesn't need the title, and he doesn't. But then what's kind of the point of Bray slash The Fiend if not to have a belt? Even though he already had it, and, I mean, it was not a belt that I would ever own. Uh, I think that was, <laughs> like, it was okay in, in concept, but not something that I would ever, like, purchase. Um so it's tough to see where they can go with Bray and the Fiend, if not a title run. I mean, what else is he going to do? Just kind of be like the the heel constantly, but with no motivation to do anything but like be a thorn in people's side. Yeah, it's it's they've really giving giving Bray Wyatt slash the Fiend the title um, as quickly as they did really kind of painted him and and them and that character and those characters um kind of into a weird corner that I, I I don't know if at least for a while that you can ever really get out of um so yeah you, you're always kind of stuck in this thing was it Bray is it the fiend is it um is it DQ is it not DQ is it a strap match is it a Firefly Funhouse match is it you know a puppets match is it you know uh is it a I'll take off you know I'll take off my mask match like what 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 exactly are is it filmed cinematically or is it live? You know, it's it always one of it's 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 one of I think numerous questions that they've they've unfortunately, like I said, they've they've done it to themselves here, um, with uh with the 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 Bray Wyatt fiend uh, character. But um, I think Ryan, you do have a, a, at least a decent point that that being that it is 
Bray Wyatt that that you know is a, is a uh, interesting tell there. Um, Charlie says Braun retains by DQ or count out. Uh, he doesn't see a clean win. Uh, Devin says the same thing. He could lead to a, a bigger match down the line. Um, wh- what is cousin Brian talking about? Two thirty nine. Is that that post from earlier, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Cousin Brian put a post up. I don't know. It was a political sort of post, and uh, it's been going on for about two and a half days, and it just started to slow down. And I went on there and just tried to stir the pot a little bit. And I was like, I don't even know what I posted. I just wanted to make sure it kept going. But uh, yeah, it's still going almost three days strong now. So nice. good job, Brian. You're really uh, cultivating learning <laughs> and, and, and people reaching across the aisle and having uh, open, honest conversations with no profanity and no name calling whatsoever. I uh, I thought maybe it was the post that uh, I accidentally in- Oh, that I accidentally engaged in earlier. Um, no, no, not that one. Brian's engaging with uh, with some of these folks. Oh, gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. Oh. Um, hey, that man's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> um, good to uh, good to see. Uh, where before we get to the predictions on the on these two good matches, what's that? Good to see who that we're having fun. And we're having fun. Oh yeah, we're having a good time. It's a great time. Um, you can share this and share the fun with everybody. Exactly, exactly. Um, like you can share Facebook.com. If uh, <laughs> if you had to put a, a maneuver.net. <laughs> thank you. If you had to put a slash free count. If you had to put a number, a one to ten, on the scale of how excited you are uh, for for Money in the Bank. Uh, either the show or these corporate ladder matches. What would the uh, what would the number be? Twenty two. Wow! I almost uh, I almost spit beer all over the uh, all over the computer. Uh, Matt, was that a three? That's a three. <laughs> That's a three. Okay. Um, I mean, here's the thing. Tamina's booked in a match on a pay per view, <laughs> and you give it a three. Yep. Add ten to it. <laughs> there we go. That's that's uh, that's more like it. Um, yeah, for me, I mean, I was, I was, I was obviously very pleasantly surprised with what we got at WrestleMania. Um, WrestleMania obviously different than a Money in the Bank. I, I'm really excited um, for the uh, for the Money in the Bank matches just to see how th- this is all put together. Um, the show itself, I, I, I am uh, I am excited about. I th- I've enjoyed um, watching wrestling when when I have watched it, whether it's uh, AEW, NXT, SmackDown, Raw. Like I, I've I've been enjoying it. Like, and I know it's di- I know the experience different for everybody because, ooh, the Diamond Unicorn. Um, I, I know the uh, I know the experience is different for everybody. Um, but like for me, I don't know if it's just because I. I want and need the entertainment that bad that um by the time it by the time it's on I I just kind of get wrapped up in it and I'm, and I'm not I feel like I don't watch it um as as super critically as as I did pre uh coronavirus um you know it, it just it, it is what it is uh Are you really super critical Jim be honest well about AEW I was <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said, I mean, AEW was great last night. How about that? 
See, not that critical at all. Solid. I can't believe it. Um, don't let uh, don't let Jason in the comments hear that. <laughs> uh, speaking of watching things and great reaction releases and everything, did you guys watch the uh, the Parks and Rec thing? Yeah. No, I, I never watched. I never, never watched. Parks, you were never. A yeah, I say I never guy, watched that show to begin with. That's fair. But I heard I, I heard it was really good. Like I heard heard it was like really well done and much needed and all of that. Very well done. I, I didn't know how they were going to pull it off, but um, I mean, it, it was just, it was exactly like as wrestling fans, we said WrestleMania was just kind of what we needed that um, kind of appealed to the different audience. But like as a Parks and Rec fan, I think it was just absolutely perfect from start to finish, especially the ending of it. Um, I mean, it, it was, it was great. I thought. What a solid, absolutely solid. And Jim, I, I literally think, you would love it. I like. I've I've heard I've heard good things about the show in, in general. I just I just never had uh, just never had gotten into it. Or I guess I never tried it. It's not it's even that not I didn't get into too it. Too late for you, and that's coming for me. It's not too late for you to watch it, Ryan. I'm still working on getting through this season of Glow. Like, yeah, I know. And I, Glow is like I don't know, twelve episodes. Parks and Rec was what, probably ninety something. Yeah, that, that's a big commitment. I'm still on episode six of the Big Show show of episode, of eight episodes. I so. haven't even watched it yet. So which one of you gave me shit for dogging it so bad? Because that show is trash. <laughs> Who gave you shit about that? One of you two. I mean, I I may have said it in jest. <laughs> I like I assume that the show is garbage. I, I I assume that it's really 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 bad and like super cheesy and dumb. Um. It's like it's a Nickelodeon show. It's like it's like iCarly, but iCarly fans would watch the Big Show show and be like, "What?" The so, fuck is so it's so it's like iBig Show. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Um, I, which I, I'm I'm still going to check it out. Like like that's not um, uh, catch up on some of the comments here, Brian. Um, we as far as I know, the Money in the Bank matches are taped. There's been. I saw reports that other matches on the show might be live. I don't know if that's all of them or some of them or hell, even none of them. Um, but in terms of how they air, uh, they will be live to us in a way. Um, yes, I do need to watch that Greg the Bunny episode, Brian. Um, Josh's excitement level is at a four. Devin's is an eight. Charlie says his is a five slash six or a five sixth. I'm not sure. Five sixth feels awfully low, though. Um he says, "After Mania, I'm intrigued by what they put out from a production standpoint." Yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably like seven or an eight. Um, like, I'm like by the time WrestleMania got here, I was almost at normal like WrestleMania levels of excitement, just because it, it was WrestleMania. Um, you're never gonna get that for a non-WrestleMania pay per view, unless we get to like SummerSlam or Survivor Series or hell, the next pay per view that has a crowd uh, and is in an actual arena. Like, even if it's Fastlane. For, for me and, and feel free for you two to weigh in as well i mean this is it's kind of disheartening because money in the bank is usually one of the pay-per-views i look forward to the most but behind like the main four i would put like money in the bank elimination chamber like the novelty matches that they are i put those pretty high up in terms of what i get excited about in terms of pay-per-views aside from fast lane of course Right, and so Mina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because obviously you have you have the uh, one now two, 
uh, briefcase winners. You obviously have the the uh, possible cash in that night or you know the on on raw the day after etc so there is always a, a degree of excitement around um around this pay-per-view so yeah it, it does it does kind of suck i'll agree with you on that one matt it absolutely does it, it is very different than what we've become accustomed to uh as it comes to this show but then then again i, I think taking what what is happening right now and doing this corporate ladder headquarters simultaneous match. Um, it's kind of the, okay, well let's do the boneyard match and the firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania. Give us something that is different than just the, you know, an empty arena show. And, and the fact that like right now there's only six matches on the card. Um, well, technically five because the two, the ladder matches are combined. Um, you know, I don't think you're going to get a super long show either. So, um, you know, unless they add, add some matches on SmackDown, which is tomorrow night, obviously they could um, add, add something to the card because obviously the Mandy and Sonya feud uh, has been pretty prominent. And Dolph and, and um, Otis uh, are on there as well. Uh, so, you know, y- y- I just don't know if uh, anything Otis will be added. In the ladder match. What's that? Otis is in the ladder match. Oh, that's right. You're, you're right. You're right. Oh, yes, Chucky. We have our top suspect. Um, so let's get to the... Who, uh, who, who was that top suspect? Tomato chips. <laughs> My favorite fucking thing. <laughs> it's just so dumb, but it's so good. Uh, let's get to the uh, let's get to those ladder matches. Um, Brian says uh, the, the Money in the Bank match has the potential to be a 10 or a 1. He's guessing it'll be a 6. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. There? Uh, fair enough. Um, covers all bases. Uh, so we, let's go with the men's, uh, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, King Corbin, Otis, tomato chips, and, uh, and AJ Styles winning the, uh, the gauntlet match, uh, this past Monday on Raw, obviously filling the spot that, uh, was left with the Apollo Crews injury. Um, so... I mean, I, I'm I'm fairly confident that it's going to be AJ Styles. Um, I, I mean, which would be pretty impressive for a dead guy to uh, to win a, a Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, but uh, if it's not if it's not AJ, I, I I'm leaning either like Otis or Alice or Black. My my official pick is AJ Styles, but I think. Um, Alistair Black has been on a rise, and, and obviously Otis right now is, is one of the hottest, um, you know, guys in the entire company uh, right now. So um, I could see those if it's not AJ. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the to the Adele well and say that Otis's rise is as hot as Adele is right now. Um, but I think I leaned this way when you said Otis, and you said leaning this way. I'm going to go with Alistair Black. That'll be my pick. Uh, I think Alistair Black has been on on quite a rise i think again we don't know what the hell's happening this is life that we've never known this is the money in the bank match which honestly this is probably better off than being held in that shithole in baltimore (laughs) you're actually you're actually probably 100 percent accurate Uh, sorry baltimore folks but no that city that building is a shithole like you know if they if they actually tore it down um, first, I don't know where all the rats are going to live, but if you tore it down, uh, and actually built like a nice arena 
um, in Baltimore, then I wouldn't shit on a pay-per-view in Baltimore so much. But that building sucks. It just sucks. It really does. <laughs> Matt, what is, uh, what so, is your... Um, yeah, blessing there. Alistair Black down at the PC, not Charm City. Sorry, Baltimore. No, not at the PC, at uh, corporate headquarters. That's what I meant. That's what you said. Headquarters, PC, it's all the same. Pretty much. Matt, what do you got? Um, I mean, I, I've always looked at the briefcase holder as just someone they want to put a rise on, so that's why it doesn't make sense for it to be AJ Styles. Um, not that WWE is above putting a rocket on an aging superstar. Um, <laughs> looking at you, Goldberg. <laughs> I think that oh, this... Don't make me beg now. This has always kind of historically been like the the tight or the briefcase goes to someone that you just want to see the push Brock Lesnar aside. So um, I think in this match, Alistair Black makes the most sense just because of what we've seen him do on the indies. I think they haven't even really tapped into what he can do on the scene. And I feel like he could fit into a feud so easily with anyone that they they put him against that has the title um if not like drew mcintyre at this point or braun Strowman, then whoever has the title beyond that i mean who wouldn't love to see um alistair black versus drew mcintyre alistair black versus the fiend if he if he has it or to a lesser extent braun but it would still be an an enticing matchup so i think he makes the most sense in terms of everyone else that's in there um I really don't understand why Ray's in this. I still mm-hmm. don't. I love Ray Mysterio. Sure. I really do. It just does not make sense to me why he got this spot over a number. Like of he's going to blow his leg out climbing the ladder. Like, let's just be honest about it. Like, Ray Mysterio in a ladder match in 2005 would be really awesome. In 2020, um, I, I just don't, yeah, I just don't see it. Um <laughs> That's on pay-per-views at this point. I, I would have to, like, you could put a $5 bet on Mysterio. He probably has, like, 6 million to 1 odds. And, like, right? I would love to, I wonder if, if, if betting, like, if this kind of betting is still active. Because I know, like, a lot of the books and stuff are shut down. Is it? Yeah. Okay. 100%. I'd be curious to know what the odds are. Uh, let's uh, get some of the comments here. Charlie has Shayna and Black winning uh, the, the two ladder matches. But he says Styles could pull it out. Uh, cousin Brian thinks it'll be either Alistair Black or King Corbin. Uh, Devin thinks it'll be King, King Corbin and uh, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Charlie says Brock takes out Otis and wins the case. Oh my God, that would be incredible. Um, it could freaking happen. It, it, I, it absolutely could happen. Could happen. I, I assume, you know, just in the off chance that they need him, I assume that Brock just lives at headquarters right now so he doesn't have to cross, uh, cross the border. <laughs> um, Devin says Alistair Black uh, is his uh, is his dark horse. Charlie amends his pick. He says Brock takes out Ray and wins the match. Um, RSGP Toy says uh, Nicholas comes out of nowhere, wins, and challenges his old tag team partner Braun for the title at SummerSlam. Uh, we're going to talk about Nicholas uh, here in, in a little bit. There, he was brought up in something uh, uh, this week, so we'll we'll talk about Guess him. I'm in jumping a off this early. <laughs> uh no i think you'll i think you'll be happy with this one ryan i think you'll be happy with this story yeah um i'll tell you this much nicholas believes in the pandemic. <laughs> um the women's money in the bank ladder match for the uh the for the briefcase uh 
forgot to hit the uh, the button. Uh, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Carmella uh, are the uh, competitors in this one. Um, I had started to circle Lacey Evans because I feel like this is this is this is the opportunity um, that that you can that you can you know strap the rocket to her. Uh, I did change my pick, however, and I went to Asuka just because, like, she has she has been probably one of like the the biggest stars of the uh, empty arena show. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Asuka. You started so good. I did, and you, you were me. so right. <laughs> I had you. And at then you went and you thought Asuka's funny because she yells Japanese shit. It's hilarious. Nobody, Her and, promos popped me. Right. That's where you went wrong, because absolutely, without a doubt, I would put $22 on this, <laughs> that Lacey Evans will be walking out your women's money in the bank. Briefcase winner, holder. Yep. All right, Matt. Yeah, um, for, for whatever reason, drunkenly, a, a few weeks ago, I bought a Lacey Evans tea. Um, so, hey, just going to ride it on that. There just you go. That sole purpose. You like um, that? You like that? It's kind of in the same vein as what I said with the men's match. It's just you put it on the one that you want to strap something to. Asuka, I think, is kind of past that point. She doesn't need the briefcase to be strong. Um, and no one else in that. I mean, Shayna, sure, but, I mean, Shayna still has the name. So she doesn't necessarily need it. The briefcase wouldn't do as much for her as it would for Lacey Evans, who, again, can cut a great promo, who can start a great feud with whoever. Um, so sign me up for that. But, Jim, I do appreciate it. I, I, you know, I think three years ago you professed how sexy you thought Oscar was. <laughs> it's just you haven't let that go in years. So, I mean, that's my girl, man. That's my girl. But, like, here's the thing. I think Lacey is probably the correct choice. I, I absolutely do, which is exactly why Dana Brooks going to win the money in the bag briefcase. Um, but, uh, but I just, I just feel like they're going to go Oscar because as, as much as I agree that in, in, in typical fashion, um, you know, it, it, it should be kind of something that somebody who's established doesn't necessarily need. But we're uh, what? What's the what's the the phrase that's used in every commercial in these trying times, in these challenging, in these uncertain times? You got to go back to um, something that, that that may pop a rating, or or you know. So I, I don't know. Like maybe maybe that's why uh, they put it on somebody a little bit more uh, established, and and it draws the intrigue there. Um, let's see here. Uh, RSGP Toys says Lacey Evans. Um, Devin had said Shayna, but Nia Jax is his dark horse uh, to win the match. Oh come on, Devin! She's a bigger lady, and I gotta call her a horse. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> um, come on, Devin. Twenty twenty. <laughs> um, Charlie says if it's not Shayna, it'll be Sasha. They've been playing up the Bailey Sasha breakup. Um, so she could. More than that to happen. She, 
she could potentially insert herself into the match like Brock uh, did last year. Um, Tomato takes out Nia Jax on the ladder. What? The who the hell's Tomato? Tomato. Tomato. Tomato, Jim. I, I'm very confused. How do you not know what Tomato is? Tomato? Tomato. Ask the guy who made the comment, Jim. Brian, who is uh who is Tomato? I'm waiting for this answer. Um all right, so that's uh I don't have a damn clue what he meant either, I have by the no way. No clue what he I'm meant. Maybe he no means Tamina and, and it just auto corrected to Tomato. Tomato? Like if it would have been tomato, it would have made more sense. Right. <laughs> Maybe he means tomato champs. Tomato champs. Uh, comes in and for no reason destroys Nia Jax. Just comes in, destroys her, and leaves. Um, all right. The next topic. We're, we're like, were we transitioning here? Yes. Yes. Because I did want to bring something up. Because you had sent you had sent something in our our group chat about a uh, TV series coming about wrestling memorabilia, which yeah, I think is a big show. show. Right. So um, if you have Disney Plus, they have a show on that now called Prop Culture, where they take like different Disney films and they look at old props from those movies, which I think this show has potential to be. But my question going into this, and I'm going to put you two on the spot here because I grabbed my thing before that. But what's your favorite piece of wrestling memorabilia that you have? Oh, Um, and I know mine will make Big Jim jealous because it's always been this. It's The Simpsons. Oh, man. Signed man, that oh, is. It isn't signed in pink, but it is autographed by Bret Hart. Because um, not many of these figures even are right. out wild. So to have this and have it signed by Bret is my go-to when people say mm-hmm. what's your favorite piece of memorabilia. But I wanted to see what you guys had in terms. I know Ryan has like. 18 bins full of memorabilia. <laughs> um, do that now, man. I do a decent amount of memorabilia for sure. I collect autographs. I'm a big autograph eight by ten, but I grabbed it, and it's probably one of your favorites, Matt. It's from WrestleMania 32. It is the Shane McMahon dollars that were raining down during the Shane McMahon match. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. One of my favorites. This is the first thing that popped in mind. Um, for me, uh, for me, probably one of the things, and, and I'm going to go like two ways uh, on, on this one. One uh, is something I've had since I was like a little kid, and I, and I still have my, uh, my Hulk Hogan uh, wrestling buddy. Uh, from when I was a little kid, uh, that that one is a solid one. But but in recent years, I'm gonna grab one. That's uh, a so, great question, Matt. I really appreciate that. Actually, I'm talk to you guys for a bit. Oh no, Jim's back. Never mind. In uh, in in recent years, I've been able to uh, come upon and uh, I, I work in the audio industry and uh, I work with microphones. Um, so in recent years, I've been able to come upon uh, some wwe mic flags uh this is just one of them this is the the triangle one like is used in the uh for like the ring announcers and, and in ring um like on raw um 
I have one of the old scratch logo ones. I also have one of the backstage uh, square ones, like the, the current ones. Now that you'll see like the interviewers uh, using and, and um, so though those are probably those are probably near the top of my collection right now. And shout out to Maryland Championship Wrestling because they posted that same question on on Twitter. So if you are following them and you have like something that you really like, go to the Twitter at MC Wrestling, I believe it is. Don't quote me on that. Um, but like share your picture because I'll, I'll take a look. Uh, I want to see what everyone else has to offer or if you want to share it to us in Messenger as well. But, you know, I'm always interested to see like what pieces of wrestling memorabilia people are like really proud of like this is something i'm holding on to and passing down uh generation to generation type deal yeah if you guys can um maybe one of you guys throw that up on the the facebook page i think that'd be that that would yield some really cool answers um brian says that tomato uh equals tamina so tamina chips um with the motto <laughs> and yes, Charlie, that uh, that clip was uh, in reference to uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Um, Char- Charlie says he has an Edge, Gangrel, and Rock sweat figure, nice. um, which are the ones that actually did sweat. I, I've, I never actually owned any of those. Um, Brian, cousin Brian, says he has a piece of stuffing from a turnbuckle that George and the Animal Steel chewed open. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty solid. Um, um, Devin says his signed Daniel Bryan book. That's pretty cool. Um, Charlie says, I'll say this about that show. If there's ever a time to bring Conrad on board, he would be perfect uh, for this show. Hey, hey. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what hit cause I know he's done stuff with AEW. So I don't know if he's like a, another person that's, you know, not on the WWE's list of people to talk to, but him and Bruce still do the show. So uh, he's at least, and he's you know married to a flair, so it's a complicated relationship, I would say, with WWE and Connie. Um, Brian also says a signed program by Mel Phillips. Um, RSGP Toys says he has a signed seat or a seat from the Pontiac Silverdome signed by Hulk Hogan. Um, that he signed. I slammed the Giant Brother, and then his autograph. It is seat number three. Uh, so that's pretty solid. A seat from the. It's great uh, to be back here at the Pontiac Silverdome, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, we need to get that up on the uh, up on the uh, Facebook page because I would love to see um, some people's answers on that one. Um, I yeah, uh, I swiped this from a from a promotion we used to work for. Uh, <laughs> whoopsie! But from the backstage interviews, uh, I accidentally took this along with one night. That happens. You got that before the lawsuits hit, huh? <laughs> it cost me a slice of pizza there you go um pretty solid like interview pictures from from backstage there though there is a picture of ryan interviewing um punisher martinez and matt riddle uh who were the tag champs for said promotion so we like all jokes aside we did get to like talk to i say yeah, we, we ryan had some pretty solid facetime with 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 some Fairly heavy hitters. EC3, Vinny Marcellio, yeah. EC3 screaming at your face about why you were so calm-tempered. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that, was, that was a spectacular backstage interview. Charlie's heading out for the night. Charlie, see you, bud. Stay safe and uh, take care. Yeah, everybody, I hope everybody continues to uh, stay safe. Oh, the, the Lance. 
the Lance Storm. These are my favorite wrestling toys growing up. I absolutely love them. I have them all out of the case. But the ECW line uh, is one of my favorites from the original toy makers of San Francisco. Uh, absolutely my favorite line of wrestling toys. Let ever. me go so, grab because I do I do have some of my old some of figures these. right here. I'm going to go grab one of them quick. Jim's One of Jim's favorite moments also was uh, he was able to interview Nurse Vanessa Feelgood at the MPWA Hall of Fame banquet. Um, and he was very excited. He was just on the edge of his seat the whole time. Um, a true professional, but um, yeah, that was uh, that was one of Jim's favorites. You can find those videos all up on our YouTube page, um, tinydancer.com/slash/youtube or whatever he said it was earlier in the show. No, Just look it up. Right, it's onlyfans.sunnyhof.com. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's back. She's doing some stuff. Um, sure. Good for her. She's got bills to pay, and um, people are subscribing to see your boobies. So. Um, nobody's subscribing to our OnlyFans site yet. True. I, I thought mean, the Jim Kiss card does come with an OnlyFans subscription, so. <laughs> I, uh, I thought that I had, I had some of my old, um, Hasbro figures, uh, at the ready. I didn't, but I did come upon this guy, uh, as I was going through some stuff, an old Triple H one, uh, that had like the, the removable, but I did. Now this one, this one I forgot I had, it was an old foam hand. Ooh, I love a good foam hand. Oh, there we go. Yeah, this one, uh, made in the USA from, uh, let's see if I can make out the year on this guy. Uh, looks like 90, let's say 93. It was a good year. It's like 93 on this guy. Better than 2020. I know that much. Yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, I had the foam degeneration XX. I don't know what happened to it. Solid. It said suck it, but there were asterisks over mm -hmm. the U and the C. Um, so I'll probably head to eBay at some point in the near future and see if I can just get another one of those. My brother James, and I... While you were while you were searching, I'm not sure if you could hear, we were talking about your experience with Nurse Vanessa Feelgood oh, nurse... from the MPWA Hall of Fame. <laughs> nurse Feelgood, uh, yeah. The class of 2015. That was the inaugural class. It's a big event held every year the... here in Lancaster <laughs> celebrating... Uh, wrestling uh worldwide really not just the independent scene but uh the mid Penn wrestling alliance hall of fame was uh quite quite an inaugural class the, the inaugural and the farewell class oddly enough um but uh my brother like i know my brother and i had the uh the, the hacksaw the the foam two by four oh. we had a foam nightstick the the big boss man that one poorly executed because like if you hit anybody, oh, that's cool. If you hit anybody, how much? Oh, that's not bad. If you hit anybody with the nightstick, it just ripped. Um, and for the <laughs> yeah, record, for the record, styrofoam like that doesn't glue well. So, um, <laughs> that that was a one that was a one timer. Uh, was that guy? But uh, yeah, definitely. I think they had the Daniel Bryan yes hands actually in foam. They fingers. did. They did. Yeah. yeah um. Did they I, have mittens too, or no? It was Cena. The, the Cena, Cena hand. hand, yeah. Um, yeah. The Cena hand. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, the the foam hand is is a classic, uh, is a classic souvenir. I mean, it's such a cheap thing to produce. Like, it costs like maybe a dollar to make one of those and sell them for ten to fifteen. Oh yeah, like, that's all. It's there's so much profit on a fucking foam hand. It's not even funny. Um, 
All right, let's uh, let's jump ahead here. Um, uh, the AEW had a live show last night um, at Daly's Place. I think they're doing a mix of live and, and taped. Um, and uh, I know we, we obviously one of the big topics of discussion with, with WWE shows, AEW shows, and, and now as sports start to get back is obviously testing and safety and and all of that. Um, the uh, local labor union uh, that was working at this show, IATSE one 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 five, the International Alliance of the- Theatrical Stage Employees uh, Union, um, posted on their Facebook page that uh, a COVID-19 rapid test was given to every stagehand, road crew, venue staff, and talent before they were allowed to enter the venue. Uh, The work began at Daly's Place on Tuesday. Uh, They also confirmed in the comments section that AEW supplied the test and that this is a closed set taping with no crowd. They added in another comment when asked what happens if a worker would have tested positive and are symptomatic. Um, They said all IATSE local members tested negative on the serological test. If a member had tested positive, then they would have uh, they would be referred for a molecular test. Results of this test determine whether you can work. So, obviously, everybody that was in the building uh, had tested negative. Um, I there there was I don't think there was any reports of anybody testing positive. So that that's a really good thing. Um, and and I mean it's 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 awesome to see that that AEW is is taking that step. Um, in, in a weird way, I kind of have like mixed feelings about testing for athletes. I mean, for them to, to be able to have the test is awesome. And if you're going to continue to do shows and, and I would hope, you know, I know WWE is doing some form of testing. We don't know what exactly that is uh, for all of their shows. Uh, but like, I feel like I'm at like a, like a weird, uh, weird thought about it because there, there's still like States that like can't test like normal citizens. But um, I, I know it, it's a, it's a complicated matter. But it is, it's good to see that they're taking that step and that they would have had a plan in place if somebody would have tested positive. Obviously, wouldn't have been allowed inside the building. Um, but uh, good to see that they um, that they have taken that step. Um, and then Tony Khan uh, made an appearance in the AEW Unrestricted podcast where he discussed a wide range of topics, one of them being um, the financial situation um, that the, uh, that the pandemic has cost the company and, and, and the losses that they have in, in, uh, taken on because of it. He said, I'd love to have the millions of dollars from the gates back, uh, but they're not coming back. Eventually we'll do shows in these cities. Um, you know, meaning like Rochester and all that, the shows that they had uh, pre-scheduled, um, before they had to, uh, to change plans. Uh, but those weeks are gone. I have to face that. Uh, we were on such a hot run where we had Rochester. It was going to be, uh, one of our most profitable shows. Um, and, and like, that's the big thing too. And, and, and for, you know, and it's obviously good for AEW that they have a strong financial back, um, you know, for their company, something that's been well documented since, um, you know, since the company was announced. Um, but it, it goes to show you that, that, you know, WWE is taking a hit. AEW is taking a hit. Everybody's taking a hit from, from, from that standpoint, because, um, while it's fantastic, they're still putting shows on, um, you're not getting ticket money. You're you have to be losing out on merchandising money uh, because there is so much merchandise uh, that is moved at a live show. It is just, it is unbelievable. Like even when we would go to the NXT shows at Bethlehem, this small you know what couple thousand seat club, and they'd have one dinky little merchandise stand. 
the amount of money that was moved at that stand is astounding. So, and 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 it it that's just the way it is across the board. Um, you know, it, so yeah, there's there is a lot of money lost, and um, like you said, you can never get it back. You can't ever get it back. But I, I like what we're seeing now. Um, these companies pivoting and and going with the route of like selling what people are buying. You see now the WWE shop has WWE masks. I mean, it's a crazy time. I never thought we would see it. You see uh, pro wrestling tees yep. coming out with AEW themed masks. Again, these are going now um, to the um, uh, to the wrestler, things like that. Same way their pro wrestling tees would go. So, um, you know, it's, it's cool to see them be able to pivot as quickly. We kind of saw them, and I think we said this on in our group chat, but uh, the WWE was late to like the fidget spinner route. Right. Um, they created <laughs> fidget spinners far too late to sell it. The, the fad was kind of over. This is right in the middle of, of, of the pandemic. So we got to make sure that we have our, our, our hats and our masks and everybody needs to be safe. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think we joked in the in the group text that WWE would have the, the masks out about two months after a vaccine. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they were they were there in time. But uh, yeah, they, they got ahead on that. Which mask are you buying, Big Jim? Um, I'll probably buy a couple of them because why not? Uh, definitely the WWE Championship one. Uh, probably definitely a Triple H one, and I and I and I'm debating the the Fiend one. But I, I like. I mean, as cool it is as it is, uh, it's kind of freaky at the same time. So I, I got to think about that one. Uh, maybe the Kane one as well, just because as the old the original style Kane mask. Yeah, the Kane one solid. Uh, I don't mind the Ric Flair one either. I might. The Flair one was pretty cool. On that one. I had thought. Yeah, and then, Matt, and... you have a preference? De- definitely going to get a Fiend one. Um, I was looking the other day. Um, Huskus, the stuffed Huskus stuffed animal. That will be added to Liesel's stuffed animal. Collection. Very good. Very good. And I had looked. I don't know if you had looked on the uh, the Pro Wrestling Tees site about uh, some of the uh, the AEW masks that were up. I, I'm, I'm debating the uh, Le Champion uh chris jericho mask and uh, i love that the uh, orange cassidy mask is just like denim, <laughs> just denim. It's... actually i don't know i might have misspoken maybe the money doesn't go to the wrestlers i might be going somewhere else i know wwe's will donate 100 percent of the net proceeds of the masks to americares so they're not making money on it they're donating the proceeds to americares so i'm not sure about the uh, the aw ones or the the pro wrestling tees one but, but i wanted to correct myself there all this traffic at this point because disney is doing some on their website as well they have different masks you can buy and disney i saw uh has lost 1.4 billion at this point between parks and cruises and everything so um for them that's that's a big number for them to still just kind of make masks um with all proceeds going to the charity i feel like they have to be looking at it as like we'll sell these masks but hopefully like Hey, while you're buying the mask, right? Buy a T-shirt or something, right? Like I'm not gonna go to WWE shop and just buy masks. Like I'll probably add other things onto it. Like I, yeah, and I think everybody across the board is kind of doing something. Like if you go to fanatics.com, uh, right. they ha- they have f- sports team for a long time. What's that? Oh yeah, Ryan's definitely frozen. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't tell if he's for if 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 he could sit that still. 
Because that would be something Ryan would do. Like, I know, and that, that's the freaky part is I don't know if he's frozen, if he's actually frozen or not. I'm gonna go. I'm just assuming that he is literally just sitting that still. Uh, but I know uh, Kiss is selling masks, uh, and 100 proceeds of 100 of their profit is generated to uh, to Crew Nation. Um, which is uh, what the hell happened? I don't know, but we weren't sure if you were if you were uh, playing with us or not. Um, but Crew Nation is a um, global relief fund for live music crews because obviously the live music industry uh, is shut down. So like the Kiss mask, uh, all the proceeds um, go to that. And I know like Fanatics uh, has ones for uh, NFL, MLS. And NHL teams, um, and and you know, money goes to uh, to health workers and stuff. Like I like I pre-ordered a, a Cowboys logo mask. Um, yeah, roll your eyes, dickhead. <laughs> um, all right. One too. Uh, you know, toilet papers kind of <laughs> on a pandemic. Hey, right man, now. I don't know. I I think I think the the somebody say pandemic. <laughs> Drink. I don't have a drink, but I want to join in with the fun. Here's some water. I think the uh, I think that the, the toilet paper crisis may be winding down. My wife was at the grocery store earlier today, um, and I'm not going to say which ones. So there's not a run on this stuff, but uh, they they where they previously had signs that said you know you could only buy you know one pack or whatever. Those signs not there anymore. So maybe maybe we've uh, we're, we're on the. Uh, on the recovery as it comes to uh, toilet paper, we, time will tell. Did she load up and say "fuck all the other families"? Or did no, we were we were good. Uh, she was a good, responsible human being and only bought what we needed uh, a couple of rolls. She's so, so um, has she baked you anything lately? Uh, there hasn't been any baked goods um, since the banana bread last week. Rough. You are thinking about a divorce, right? <laughs> Naturally. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, The Undertaker Last Ride uh, documentary series, five-episode series, will begin this Sunday at approximately 10 p.m., immediately following the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Of course, the highly anticipated documentary um, f- uh, gives an unprecedented look at Mark Calloway, the man behind the legendary Undertaker, as he prepares for the final chapters of his storied 30-year career in WWE. Uh, the show will air as follows. Chapter 1 is this Sunday, immediately following Money in the Bank. Uh, chapter two next Sunday, May seventeenth, on demand. Beginning at uh, well, the rest of the chapters are on demand on Sundays, uh, beginning at ten a.m. Eastern time. So chapter two is May seventeenth. Chapter three is uh, May twenty fourth. Uh, chapter four jumps all the way ahead to June fourteenth, and chapter five on June twenty first. Uh, from the uh, from the press release on this Sunday's premiere episode, Undertaker comes to terms with his own mortality as he prepares for what many believe to be the final match of his career against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 33. Fans have got a rare glimpse into what led up to that moment, the pressure he puts on himself each year getting ready for WWE's annual pop culture extravaganza and much more. In addition, the episode looks back at the physical and emotional toll taken on The Undertaker after his, after his 21-year WrestleMania undefeated streak came to a shocking conclusion against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. The series will feature first-hand interviews with Callaway, his wife, and former Divas champion Michelle McCool, Vince McMahon, Shane McMahon, Triple H, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Batista, Ric Flair, Edge, Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, and many others. Um, I cannot wait to watch this series. 
Uh, I have, you know, I watched the, uh, the the little preview thing they did after WrestleMania, and uh, I I have been ready for this thing to drop. So I will absolutely be staying tuned um, this Sunday. Now, the, the the question that comes up is when I posted about this, um, AEW apologist and contrarian in my life, Nick, uh, who is a regular commenter on our uh, on our Facebook page. He says that if the Boneyard match was not The Undertaker's last match, then this documentary is all for nothing in his mind. Uh, and those those were his words. Um, so kind of like a two-part question. Do you think that the Boneyard match um, was The Undertaker's last? Um, and and if it is not, do you think that this documentary um, is, is, is kind of all for nothing? For me, the, the, the simple answer is no. I don't think it was his last match. Um, there's no way that, that, um, you know, barring some sort of like injury or something like that doing, you know, in training or whatever. Um, I don't think that's either. I don't think we see the undertaker's last match at, uh, in a cemetery, uh, you know, during a closed, uh, closed set WrestleMania. Do I think it was his last WrestleMania match? That's possible. I mean, a year from a year is a long time. Uh, you know, if we're being honest, but I think they're they're going to find ways to utilize uh, the Undertaker and potentially this kind of hybrid biker dead man gimmick, whatever exactly it's going to look like. Um, is that is this for nothing? Absolutely not. Anytime you can you can put a video series that that's like this together, and you can give me a back you know behind the scenes look, especially at somebody like the Undertaker when we haven't seen something like this before. I'm all for it, and is definitely not for nothing. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't think it's it's his last match. Um, I think you just read the this, the the little blurb from the WWE, and it said as he's preparing to enter like the final stages of his career. So you can have the fire or the uh, the uh, the what the hell was it called um, the boneyard match, and it not be and it still not be his last match. Show this documentary preparing for him to enter the last few matches of. The Undertaker. I think the Boneyard match is one of the last five matches we see from The Undertaker. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I but can it's see not that. gonna be his last match. So you can show this as he's prepping. You can even include the Boneyard match as part of this. Um and kind of show how he's pivoted a bit in his career and, and still have one kind of blow off final match um to end his WWE career. So yeah, I don't think the Boneyard match was his last, and it's absolutely not a waste to show this program. Yeah, Matt, how about you? Um, definitely not. I, I don't think The Undertaker's last match would not be lack of the double negative, but it, it has to be in front of a crowd. Like, The Undertaker is not having his last match as a taped match at a cemetery 20 people around him. It has to be in an arena, a packed arena, um, and he's not going out on top. I've I've always felt that um, he has such a respect for the business that I feel like when he goes out for good, it's going to be putting someone over, which I think that's kind of why we all thought the Roman Reigns one might have been the last, just because that seemed like his kind of bon voyage. Um, in terms of the actual show um i mean we did talk about it a little bit last week in terms of what wrestler do we think we would see a, a documentary like this come to be um i don't think it would be a waste necessarily but 
if you're doing something like this, that's going to be a five-part documentary, it would have been nice for it to come after all is said and done. So I understand the sentiment behind Nick's comment. Um, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I, I can see where he's coming from with that statement. Um, and he's not necessarily wrong for having that opinion. I mean, I'll say he's wrong, but that's just, that's, that's the relationship I have with Nick. Um, yeah, I mean, if it would have come after what we would know to be his last match, then maybe it would have made more sense. And hell, I don't know if at the end of this he says, you know, my next match, be it at SummerSlam or be it at Survivor Series, is going to be the last one. Maybe, like, because I think we've always, since the loss to Lesnar wasn't his last match, and the loss to Reigns, which could have been, depending how the hip surgery went, and I think we're going to see that play out whether it's episode one or episode two, um, it could have been uh, his last match. I agree with you, Matt. He's going to lose in his last match, 100%. Um, and, and then is, is, are we seeing this broken up the way it is just because of like the success we've seen from The Last Dance? Like Everyone's talking about The Last Dance, and a lot of it's, that it's, is just kind of due to the fact that there's nothing else really going on in the sports world except espn is giving you two hours of a jordan documentary every sunday to look forward to and espn radio has nothing else to talk about <laughs> possible mlb returning possible nfl schedule being released today if it happens in september so right we're getting a lot of eyes on the last dance product does vince see that and say like well we have to turn this and like, do we even know how long the episodes are going to be at this point for the last ride? I, I would assume we're, we're, you're probably looking 45 minutes to an hour, but I don't know. They, they haven't said they, they haven't given a length, which I mean, for, you know, for the, for the last dance they're you know, each episode's about 40 minutes uh, because of commercial time. So um, yeah, it, it, you know, but maybe at the end of this, like I said, maybe it's, he, he says, you know, and I agree with Devin. Devin says his last match, uh, he, he should have his last match at Survivor Series, not WrestleMania. I kind of agree with that. That's where he started. That's where Very it began. Um, and and I've, I've kind of often thought that, like, I know because of the streak, we've always thought of The Undertaker as WrestleMania. But, um, you know, like, I bought, and, and I noticed it when I was going through my DVDs recently, you know, I bought the, the Survivor Series DVD from when it was The Undertaker's 25th, and they had, like, the cool stage and the the video effects and all that. So I, I would agree that I think uh, it would be awesome if he went out at Survivor Series. Um, and yeah, I'm, I agree with you too, Ryan. Like, I think that that we are, I mean, we're obviously on the tail end. And I think, you know, it's, it's probably only a handful of matches at this point. And, and uh, if you can get something, another type of cinematic match out of them, I, I, I would like that. I don't need to be another Boneyard match. I don't think we should ever see any, another Boneyard match. I don't think another one's going to live up to it. Um yourself. But, but, you know, I, I think if we can get something else that is, that is cinematic, I think you can, you can play on it and have a lot of fun there. But, uh, but yeah, I, it, you know, I, I've been looking forward to this documentary and it comes at a great time because people are already, um, tuned in with the, um, with the last dance thing. So, uh, if you can generate a little buzz from it, um, maybe you can get a couple extra subscribers or something too. You never know. Uh, Matt, I think you have to head out, right? I do. Yep. So um, I am recording an interview tonight uh, in about five minutes with Stella Gray from Women of Honor fame. So stay tuned to 
website uh, on Saturday. I'll drop that shirt this week. Valentina Vasquez from CZW fame. So <laughs> I got my Brock party on in, in celebration for the uh, money in the bank. Check out the Instagram at three count Thursday. I uh, Adriana Mosley this week, um, but give us a follow and we'll see you guys next week. All right, Matt, take care, bud. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, Matt. Thank you. All right, Ryan, just a, uh, just a few more things here before we uh, wrap up the show this week. Um, Roman Reigns. There was a lot of buzz around Roman Reigns this week because in the uh, Money in the Bank, they counted down like the top 10 moments in the Money in the Bank, and people noticed that he was purposely edited out of the uh, of the highlight from Seth Rollins winning. Hold on. Here. Here we go. Breaking. Breaking news here. Three <laughs> count Thursday. Roman Reigns to AEW. Right now it's happening. Roman Reigns to AEW. <laughs> People have. It was the fucking pandemic, people. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> people, people have, were so wound up about the day about Raymond's being cut out, and it's like, guys, they've tweeted something with at Roman WWE Roman Reigns like every day this week. Roman's been tweeting about it every week. The WWE on Fox programming promo picture had a picture of Roman Reigns because it was like the best of Roman Reigns was on right before WWE backstage. Um, our old pal Nick said they're giving him the Benoit treatment. Come on. The Benoit treatment? Come on. Get out of here. Jim, with your left hand, give me a high five. Oh, I, this way. Yeah, we're sideways. Boop. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Get uh, the hell out of here, Nick. Yeah, I love you. The but Benoit right. treatment. Give me a break. Um, Yeah, just absolute craziness. That Like, they're not purposely editing him out they're not they're not trying to hide roman reigns from people yeah they're not talking about him on tv because he's not part of storylines show me anybody that that is not part of storylines that they regularly talk about on programming think about it like i know we're all crazy i know we're getting a little stir crazy like i know things are like all messed up we got to come up with things but, but can we can we just stop just just let's not overthink everything here people uh roman reigns is fine when things are safe enough for him to return, he will be back. He hell, he'll probably have a title match his first match back, and then everybody will be complaining that he's shoved Everyone down our throats again. Anyway, so either yep. way, either way, it's a it's a bitch fest. Um, this guy's bitch when he's there. He gets shoved down your throat. He's not there. The <laughs> WWE doesn't talk about him, and you bitch about it. Y'all just like the bitch. All right, a uh, couple of news items here, Ryan, and then we're going to close up the show. Uh, WWE is participating in the Real Heroes Project with 13 other pro sports leagues. The new project was launched to recognize and celebrate healthcare workers on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic. The campaign will see pro athletes dedicate their ring gear and uniforms to a special healthcare hero who is helping their community fight COVID-19. Leagues participating are the WWE ATP, which is tennis, Excuse me. Uh, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, NASCAR, NBA, NFL, NHL, uh, NWSL, which I believe is the women's soccer, uh, USGA, WNBA, WTA, uh, plus Activision, Blizzard, and EA for their esports. Uh, John Cena placed a photo of Dr. Evan Shannon on his shirt to honor him, while WWE NXT Women's Champion Charlotte Flair put the name of registered nurse Jill Cardone on her ring gear. 
WWE Hall of Famer Triple H also participated, placing the name of Nurse Lisseth DeGracia on his jacket. Uh, fans are encouraged to create similar tributes on social media with the hashtag #TheRealHeroes. Um, yeah, this is this is something that's super cool. Um, you know, for nurses, doctors, uh, you know, people working in food service, people working in custodial services. With Nurse Vanessa Feelgood tonight, <laughs> right? Um, yes, yeah, hundred um, percent. You know, we've tried to not talk about too much of the the, the current situation, but but this is something that um, obviously the people who are on the front lines and and obviously nurses, doctors, everything like that, uh, those are the easy ones to remember. But people who are you know work on you know custodial staffs, cleaning up doctors' offices and and medical facilities and. Um, people who work in cafeterias, both in office buildings, uh, and, in hospitals and doctors, you know, doctor's offices, things like that. Um, essential businesses that have to stay open to, to be able to get us food and medicine and things like that. Um, you know, to everybody that, that is out there and has to be out there. Um, you know, we, we continue to hope and pray that you stay safe. Um, so, so to see these sports leagues and WWE and esports leagues, that are uh, showing recognition, and 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 obviously we've seen athletes and celebrities and uh, businesses and things like that uh, who have contributed to try and give back to these people to thank them for what they're doing. Um, is it's it's anything that can be done to recognize the sacrifice and and the um, you know what what these people are doing is is spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm going to give a shout out to the teachers who had to absolutely pivot mm. and 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 put everything online. To all of the all of the uh, all of a sudden stay-at-home teachers, your your grannies and your grammies and your grandmas and your nans and your paps and your pawpaws and your grandpas and your granddads um, and your moms and your dads who are all of a sudden teachers who uh, who grew up learning arithmetic and now has to teach uh, Common Core for the first time in their life um, <laughs> who uh, who are learning about <clears throat> isosceles and equilateral triangles Ooh. and um and right and right angles and all this crazy bullshit so uh to to those people who have have quickly had to learn the ropes of, of being a teacher during a stay-at-home pandemic yeah. uh, or pandemic whatever you want to say um i just finished my beer <laughs> that's all right it's gonna happen jim um you know my my, my tin hat's off to you for uh, <laughs> For, for for doing what you guys are doing and i think a lot of those people are oftentimes um forgotten about because you know their lives change drastically if mom and dad maybe still have to go to work sure um and and, and grammy and grandpa or whatever is, is teaching school all of a sudden and uh you know aunts and uncles things like that so uh really really just a shout out to all those people too and uh if anybody has anybody in their family that would want a shout out uh, on three count thursday if that means anything for Christ's sakes, that's the least we could do. Right. Um, and, and then just say a thank you to, to those people um, on the front line, uh, maybe a nurse or something in the family. Uh, you know, uh, just let, let us know. We'll gladly, uh, we'll gladly give them a nod uh, next show. The next time we're, we're live, if it's a, a watch along or anything like that, but we'd love to be able to recognize those people for you as well on the small platform that we ourselves find to find ourselves having. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and you know, it's 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 funny. You know, I'm I'm a huge sports fan, and and um, you know, I I do the the Huddle Up podcast, and and I'm working on 
uh, doing one talking about like how much do we miss sports? Um, and like the surprising thing is, I mean, I, I do miss sports. Don't get me wrong, but like I, I I don't know that I've that I've missed it um, as much as I thought I would. Okay. And you know, it, it it's really kind of it, it's really kind of a weird thing, but you know the the thing I think that that we're all learning and all figuring out is the people who we whether people had that thought or not you know seemed disposable so to speak right. you know the the people that, that we kind of took for granted teachers healthcare workers nurses things like that um and we looked at athletes as heroes um now we're realizing that the athletes are non-essential uh but yeah. the, these other people in our lives are, are absolutely essential and they are heroes and you know it's it's I'm curious how our society will change coming. I'm curious to see how everything is going to change uh, coming out of this. And, and hopefully we can have a better appreciation of the people that are actually heroes. I got now I got to cut that off before we end up getting muted. Um, we're going to get for sure. For uh, sure. While we're at it, uh, I think our stay-at-home order has just been extended, looks like, through June the 4th. For reals? Yeah, yeah. We're still in a in a red lockdown Damn. state. So June the 4th. Wow. Uh, just announced, especially the Philadelphia region, which unfortunately we get lumped in with that larger metropolitan area. We're going to be uh, uh, one of the, the last few lockdown um yeah, I mean, I mean, I figured that that Lancaster was going to be on uh, was going to be on that end. Um, yeah, it, it is. yeah, it, it, you know, it, it does it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it, it's a little jarring, but you know, I I think we yeah, it sucks, but it's. I mean, here's the deal: we're already into May. We're talking; it's less than a month. Right, right. And I mean, it could also be extended again, but let's let's do this together. It's going to suck, but uh, let's let's all have let's all suck together. Sure. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah, just, this is one of those really, uh, really thick milkshakes where it hurts to suck. But yeah. if we all suck together, we'll be able to get a little bit of milkshake in everybody's mouth. I, I, I agree. I think we'll be able to do that. All right. Just uh, a couple more things here. Um, the Revolt, formerly The Revival, appeared on Chris Jericho's podcast and discussed, among other things, um, if yeah, Frank says people are already going ballistic about the June fourth date, yeah, shocking. Yeah, there. I believe that. Yeah. Um, uh, reasons why they, among other things, why they were unhappy with the WWE. Uh, Cash Wheeler, aka Dash Wilder, uh, said things were going decent for us. Uh, they were going well. Um, they're going well, all things considered. But we're not happy. Uh, the tag titles don't mean anything. I would rather lose to the tag champs for the rest of my career. Uh, then hold them because it's just going to be seen as a failed championship run. Dax Harwood, uh, formerly Scott Dawson, said uh, one of the biggest that was one of our biggest factors in leaving was that the tag team wrestling was featured everywhere else except WWE, and we wanted to be part of that. We could sit back uh, and apart from NXT stuff, we could have no legacy in wrestling, or could we go? We could go out um, and make history. Wheeler, aka Wilder. Um, comment on Braun Strowman winning the tag team titles with 10-year-old Nicholas at WrestleMania being a factor. 
He said, this is nothing against Braun, but he steamrolled the entire tag team division. And then a 10-year-old won the tag titles at WrestleMania. And then no tag teams are featured at SummerSlam. And at the last minute, they added the women's tag titles, which I'm all for. But it was so last minute that people didn't know. Um, so, yeah. And, I mean, here's the thing. We, we've heard the, the rumors about them wanting out for a while. Um, and I am, I am happy that they finally got released. It was evident that they weren't happy. I think they are a talented tag team. Uh, do I think that they are the best tag team in the world? I do not. People can get mad at me all they want for, for saying that. I do not think that. The Revolt, the Revival, or whatever they're called this week, um, are the greatest tag team in the world. They are ve- they are very good, um, but you know I'm glad they got out. I, I I assume that they are going to land in AEW eventually. Again, they can't sign anywhere until was it June, mid June, I think. Um, among- After our stay at home order now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's it's. They're very good, but uh, yeah, I'm happy they they were able to uh, to get out. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, I think they might have been one of the better tag teams in in the WWE. Um, you can make an argument that they were the the best pure tag team in the WWE. Um, definitely a throwback feel to them. Them going to AEW makes sense. I think we've oftentimes said that the WWE and NXT definitely has a nod um, over AEW in like their women's division and women's wrestling. Um, I truly do believe that AEW does factions and teams correctly um, over there in AEW, and they would fit perfectly fine with that. Um, and I know we talked about this early, but before we get going, if you haven't watched this Wednesday's AEW, Jim, I know you said it was really good. We didn't talk about it much with Matt, but I think top to bottom, that was a fantastic show. Um, absolutely loved the, the street fight. Uh, it's exactly what street I was fight was real fight. good. And again, like you can get away with that because there's not paying fans sitting in an arena, yeah. not seeing you do this. So now's the time to like tour every aspect of freaking um, of Jacksonville. Um, what is it called? Daly's place or whatever the arena is called down there um, or where they were fighting, um, being able to use golf carts and stupid shit like that. It, it absolutely was was a, a really good show. So uh, uh, them going to a show that highlights tag team wrestling the way that AEW does with some of the best tag team wrestlers in the world uh, like the lucha brothers like your boys the young bucks jim um you know it only makes sense yeah no and and, and that's the thing is is um yeah i did have to, I, I i noticed the uh tony shivani must not have watched a lot of wrestlemania's um you know around like you know it's between 16 and 20 because when they got on the golf carts last night um skiavone said uh i've never seen a uh, I've never seen a match with a golf cart before. Clearly forgetting about uh, Kane and the uh, the Falls Count Anywheres back in the day. But uh, no, AEW was good stuff this week. And what was what was going on with, with Jr.? I mean, broken broken Matt Hardy to Damascus. He's just kept calling him every different name under the. I don't know what the hell they call him. Whether He's, it's Damascus or or it's uh oh my god. Jim, oh, I can't Mark. believe my eyes. Do oh, my, my eyes Mark. deceive me? Intern Mark has joined us here for the very end of the show. How are we doing, Mark? Hey, thanks for having me. I thought you guys said 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Oh, no, I thought, no. I it, thought that was Tony Schiavone signing on. Oh, wouldn't have that been great? Um, no, but Mark, we, the, we, we, we do operate on the Eastern Time. Uh, we'll have to, we'll, we'll have to clear that up for next week. Well, I'll be darned. 
I even have my headphones on this week. I, I see that. I see that. Um, yeah, Mountain Time was definitely an hour and 40 minutes behind us. That definitely checks out. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's like uh, Pong Yang Tang over in uh, <laughs> North Korea, Pyongyang or whatever it's called. Pyong, Pyongyang. Now, now Mark, we Ping Pong. Ping Pong. You had to take your magnificent creature of a dog, a um, very fluffy dog, for a walk today. How was how was your walk around around town? Were you safe? Are, are people wearing masks where you are? You know what? Most people are wearing masks. Even people outside that were walking were wearing masks, and it's not necessary to wear them while you're outside, as long as you're social distancing. Now, did did your dog is it Kirby the fluffy dog? Does he wear a mask at any time during his adventures? He sometimes he needs to wear a muzzle, but he has not worn a mask yet. He's a good dog, <laughs> a good and dog. Uh, fortunately, he's immune to the coronavirus. Good, good. That's good. He's got the he's got the positive antibodies. He's got positive antibodies. He's a beautiful animal, magnificent. He is animal. a magnificent specimen. Magnificent Frank did correct me. He said uh, Skivone uh, has stated he stopped watching wrestling after the final Nitro in 2001. Only started again two, three years ago. So that would make sense. He did not see. He did not see the uh, the the the, the cane on the golf court. Um, The final news. Minor league baseball fan. That's true. The final uh, news piece I have tonight: Xavier Woods on this week's episode of New Day Field the Power podcast uh, provided a brief update on his health. Of course, he's been out of action for quite some time now with uh, an Achilles tendon rupture. Uh, he said, I'm good. It's getting better. It's a tough injury, uh, but you know, rehab and all that, it's been working well. Uh, he's running now, which is a plus, so he's almost uh, ready, he said. Uh, and he said that the first time he ran um, while, while you know, rehabbing, he said it was pretty scary because he was, you know, he's afraid that it was just going to tear again. Um, yeah, I have a buddy who, who once uh, tore his Achilles, and it is a nasty injury. Uh, to try to recover from. So uh, we continue to hope that uh, Xavier Woods can continue to get healthy and uh, we'll be back in the WWE uh, ring before too long. I'm sure yeah, new, I'm just sure new the New Day will have like their 14th tag titles by, by that point, so it'll all work out. Yeah, it's definitely good to see that. You hate to see any sort of injury, especially to an athlete's leg like that. So to, to see him up and around and, and back out on the football field, Alex Smith uh, will be back. Yes, um, yeah. God, did you did you uh, did you open the link when I sent those pictures? Alex Smith's leg. Who were you talking about? Alex Smith. No, who? I was talking about Xavier Woods, but oh, oh yeah, Xavier Woods too. It's great to see him back up on his legs too. (laughs) But when I sent you those pictures of uh, Alex Smith's gruesome leg, did did you open those at all? Absolutely, of course I did, Jim. How gross! Absolutely did. I've seen them before. You sent them. How gross was that? Yeah, it looked like it looked like somebody just gnawed on a leg, like a fucking ugh. werewolf just gnawed on Awful. anybody's leg. Just, ugh. But yeah, I saw today he was he was like re like like running and throwing and stuff like that. So that's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, intern Mark's a big football fan. What did you think of Alex Smith's <laughs> uh, leg injury first, and then uh, and then to Xavier Woods? Well, first Alex Smith, um, he didn't that happen to him back in logistics? I used to work with Alex Smith. Did he step yes, on the yeah, the, the wave ran him over. He got run over by the wave. His leg was looking gruesome that day. I'll tell you what. Uh, thank God Led was working there, and he called the uh, the code green right away. But I haven't uh, heard much from him. I guess he's up and around now. Yeah, they Len was able to take the pallets that fell and squirt them up in the in the steel area. He squirreled them away at that steel in uh, the middle truck. 
Right, no, that's that's inside baseball. Jim's left out. Here we go. Uh, this just from the WWE shop about an hour ago. Um, limited quantities available. You can still get some of the individual WrestleMania chairs. One hundred and nineteen ninety nine. Uh, so the price has gone up on the individual yeah, chairs. So if you uh, if you were fortunate enough to get one on the on the first run, uh, then congratulations. I know. I think Matt had gotten one. Did you get you grabbed one, Ryan? I did not. No, I've I've only I kicked it around because my idea was I only wanted to go to like pay per views I was at. I don't have a WrestleMania thirty five one, um, so I'd have to find one of them on eBay. They're about one hundred and thirty, one hundred forty bucks. So I'd rather get that one first because I was at that pay per view, uh, and then and then follow after the the one thir- or the thirty six one. Um, I don't know. I think I think the resale value isn't going to be super expensive on them. Um, I feel like I could probably get one for. One one twenty on eBay and in the future, something like that. Uh, yeah, but the, I know. I know, Jim. You have you have two of them, right? You have the Wrestle uh, the Royal Rumble one, last, and then the one from yeah, last year's Rumble, and then the uh, the Unforgiven that was in Hershey. The, un- the Hershey the Unforgiven. Um, Matt, you do you, do you own any any wrestling chairs? I have uh, one from SummerSlam. Oh boy, I don't remember. It was the one that uh, was like a thrill ride kind of theme. Oh yeah, which one was Summer that? Slam. Mm, I'd have the to chair up. has a. It looks like a roller coaster car, and it has a cane. I want to say that was uh, like punk. 2016, maybe. That's what I was kind of thinking. I was thinking 2016, and I see Punk and Kane and the Bellas and Dolph Ziggler and Daniel Bryan and on the chair. It's pretty neat. It's a beautiful chair. So the the the, uh, the Tampa the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that, over the last 2013. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah, the, the NFL schedule came out tonight. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the last 15 years were leased in the NFL for prime time games. Tom Brady comes to town. They have they are tied for the most prime time games in the uh, in the NFL this upcoming season. Should there be an NFL season. So there you go. The Tom Brady effect. Um, Devin says he has the uh, WrestleMania 2013 chair. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I have nothing else for tonight. And we are. Uh, Jim, what else do you have for us? I got nothing. So oh, unless. Keep going. What else you got? Unless you guys have anything. Uh, I think we're going to we're going to wrap this thing up about 10 minutes early this week. Hey, you know what? Uh, that's about 40 minutes longer than i thought we were gonna make it we got to have <laughs> matt in here uh intern mark for the last moment with the surprise uh drop by oh hi mark i was super excited um man I, I don't i don't have anything either uh just make sure you're still like watching wrestling like wrestling's still on let's let's enjoy wrestling together make sure you go and watch our uh, our watch along video that was a lot of fun i'd love to do another one um give us categories that you want to do a watch along for us, uh, something on the WWE Network. We'll uh, we'll queue it up and we'll watch it all together. Um, I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Is that going to be Devin. a YouTube exclusive? Maybe we'll do it on YouTube. Maybe we'll do it on Facebook. Oh, we could probably you throw know. one up on Facebook just so people have an idea, better idea what uh, what exactly we're doing. I know we got a pretty favorable response from the uh, the first one. Yeah, guys. Uh, Mark, good seeing you. Uh, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Ryan, good seeing you as well. Make sure you're following along with the show. All of our social media is Three Count Thursday, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
uh, as well as Three Count Thursday on YouTube. Make sure you are uh, subscribed to all of our channels, all of our podcast uh, feeds, and uh, make sure you go to threecountthursday.com. Check out the merchandise, our home network, NGSC Sports, and much, much more. Again, threecountthursday.com. Everybody, please, please stay safe and uh, wash your hands. Be smart. Stay home. Um, only a couple more weeks, at least, uh, you know, hopefully for us here in uh, Central PA. But just be smart and uh, take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you again next week.